Cheers. Clink. <laughs> um, welcome hi. back. Welcome back to wine hour, the best hour of the day. It, it truly is. And it doesn't have to be just one hour. It can extend to Case you'll tell my you. ninth hour. <laughs> it can be. Wine hour can last lots of hours. Wine hour can last days. Um, which, t- John, Ted, you can cut this out, but I want to give a, a public acknowledge- acknowledgement to Casey because she has an excuse for wine ah. hour being nine hours today because today she graduated with her master's degree. Thank you. Thank you. Also, John slash Ted, if you cut this out, I'll be offended. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate Ted, John, it. John, don't cut it out. <laughs> it's a lot better than uh, my grandma falling asleep on you. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's what i'm here for um just to drink wine and give you unconditional support <laughs> can i ask for anything more listeners i can't i can't <laughs> and listeners this is what you get when you join us for wine hour when you join the wine hour community you'll get unconditional support scratch that we do have some conditions but <laughs> As long as you're a good person, unconditional support. <laughs> yes, yes, I I second that. Um, we'll get into those details when we're more famous we're more, and have a, yeah, a bigger prominent. following. Um, when we have one uh, community member. Yes. For now, if, if you're listening to this, then absolutely you get my 100% support because I'm yes. just so happy you're here. And I guarantee my family's not listening to this. So, <laughs> listener... You truly are. I'm raising a glass to you. You are something listening. special. Cheers Clink. to you. Yeah. Clink. <laughs> um, which, while we're at it, I'd like to also give a shout out to John Blank, our awesome producer who great gave us that awesome theme song. Um, yes. So thank I, you, John. No Captain T. This <laughs> this was a great theme song. <laughs> I'm not just pandering here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Never. Um, yeah. So moral of the story, welcome to wine hour. We're happy you're here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think Caroline, uh, it's, it's up to you to start us off today. I think I went first last time. Oh, okay. Um, I, let me see. I don't know where I want to start. Um, okay. I have, Two that are kind of similar, um, and I might do them together. So, obviously, 2020 has been a year of a lot of terrible things. Um, We'll come back to that. (laughs) But, um, obviously, the coronavirus outbreak, COVID-19, was uh, just really has been terrible, still is terrible. So many people have died, which is really, really tragic. And, um, to me, one of the really sad things is that there hasn't really been time to participate in any sort of grief or mourning. Um, yeah, which is like so necessary. Like so many people have lost family, friends, um, what have you. And everybody's just more focused on like, let's get the economy back and running. Like there's not really been any sort of um, mourning for all the people that we've lost. There's not time to stop and yeah. pause and reflect. It's always like, oh, there's this next terrible thing to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It's like the second that you can get your head around one terrible thing, it gets way worse. Um, So all of that has been awful. But this, 
I thought was really sweet. <laughs> um, so they're putting a new park in Jersey City in New Jersey. Um, and so it was the site of a former toxic dump. And so that's also a metaphor for 2020. Um, <laughs> toxic dump is correct. But so now they're building a new park on it. And it's going to be really, really big and really nice. And um, they're going to plant a tree for every resident of Jersey City who died from COVID. And I just Aww. thought that was really sweet. And I was that like, oh, really look, sweet. like a bit of good news in the middle of all of this, which like, obviously it's still sad, but it's like. They're not being forgotten. Exactly. It's sad in a cathartic way. So it'll give people a place to go and they're going to have like a memorial wall. Um, so it'll be a place for people to go and remember all those who died and also like an awesome new park where there used to be a pit of toxic sludge. So <laughs> that's it's a win-win. Really <laughs> that is um, really nice. I like that. I like the whole thought of taking something that was terrible and then making it something useful, functional, enjoyable. Me too. I think that we definitely need that. I agree. Um, I think it's really sweet. And um, yeah, I think there's, Obviously, other stuff that can be said about that, but just thought it was sweet um, and wanted to mention it. Um, and then another one that kind of went along with that, so similar lines, but very different. Um, another terrible thing about 2020 has been all of the controversy around police and pr- police brutality, um, which, again, a lot to go into there, a lot to dissect. Um but obviously there's like a lot of police officers that are corrupt, that are racist, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so much of, um, the attention has been so negative, um, which, you know, obviously a lot of it was deserved and I'm not saying it's not, but this is a nice story about a police officer. So I was like, Oh, this is another positive, a much needed addition to the negative onslaught of terrible police stories. Exactly. So like there's not so ex- many terrible yeah. police stories, and I think this was maybe the first like good one okay, I've we're seen, not, at least in recent memory. We're not excusing the terrible stuff, but it's nice to remember that not every person out there is awful and terrible and is just looking out for themselves. So exactly, exactly. Um, so this was a police officer in Arizona who um, was called to a house because of a domestic violence situation. And so there's a kid in the house, a little girl who was seven. Um, no, she's even younger. I think she's two or three at the time mm. who was in the home. Um, and so she had been victim to abuse as well. And so when he was called to the scene, he ended up being the one that sat with her all night while they were dealing with the parents and getting everything sorted out. Um, and he said they just colored all night and they talked and he was a sweet little girl or she was a sweet little girl um, and so when they couldn't find a placement for her, when Child Protective Services couldn't find a placement for her, um, he and his family took the girl in, um, which I was like, oh my gosh, that's cute. They, he said she came with a sippy cup, a bag of clothes that didn't fit, and that was it. Um, that's so sad. It's so but sad. But it's so nice that But that, that was a year and a half someone. ago, and this week they officially adopted her. Ah. And they're so cute. Here, I'll share my screen so you can see. Oh, please, you please. disabled. I was going to say dreams come true, but then I didn't want to be, like, rude and making light of the situation at all. No, like, it's so sad, but, like, she 
like has found a great family who really loves her. Um, and it took a while cause you know, they wanted to see what was going to happen with the parents, all of that kind of stuff. But parents were deemed unfit, which is so sad, but she has a really sweet family. Um, it sounds that there's options, resources, uh, support to turn to besides the parents. Cause not every person who parent like spawns a child is fit to be a parent. So it's nice absolutely. that there's other options for sure. Sometimes like I know it's, um, it would be absolutely like unethical to not let people have children, but sometimes it blows my mind that like, I have to go through so much like background checks and like they have to like see all my bank account information just to rent an apartment. But like to bring right. a human into the world, there there's nothing that needs. I mean, no there's something qualifications. That needs to happen, but no qualifications. Like, right? No, I get you. Can do it. Like you said, me living in Kentucky had to get a background check and other stupid stuff to dig into my personality to see if I'd pay rent, but. <laughs> Does anyone care if I get pregnant right now? Like, I don't think they do. Even if you, like, adopt an animal from a shelter, you, like, most of the time have to, like, fill out a big questionnaire and, like, prove that you're a suitable pet owner. And this is, like, a cat that has been living outside for 15 (laughs) years, which, like, I love. Like, cats are great. Adopting animals is great. But But they can survive outside. (laughs) You know, especially if it's been 15 years. A baby's not going to know how to fend for itself outside. I don't Um, think a baby could, right? Like, it's like cows, how cows have been domesticated to where they cannot survive without human intervention. I think it's the same with babies. I love cows. And you heard that here first, guys. (laughs) Babies and cows are the same. The exact same. Um, no, I agree. So like, obviously it's sad that people who aren't fit to be parents become parents, but this was like a sad story with a really happy ending. And then it involved a police officer. So, so I was like, I could use that good news today. Are you still sharing your screen? Um, you disabled screen sharing. Oh, 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 did you say that? Sorry, listeners. That's, that's on me. <laughs> um, um, which, Before it was only uh, host, now it's all participants. <laughs> oh, thank you for including me. There's them. Aww. Aren't they just cute? That's so, that is a really cute picture. I would not know that that was not his child, yeah. just by the way that they're, like... And there she is. They, Aww. like, definitely fit in. Wait, there's a picture of the whole family. There's the mom uh. and the baby. <laughs> Strapped in a pink blanket. I was going to say, <laughs> listeners, she's wearing a, a pink uh, toboggan and a... <laughs> Pink crocheted slash knitted blanket. Yeah, so I hope cute. that the grandma knitted it for her. That's what it looks like. But I, love it. I, I could not confirm. Oh, and there they are. Aww, they're just chilling watching TV. And there's their whole family. So that's um that's the police officer and his wife, and then they already had two kids, and then the, they adopted. The wife the looks girl. like she should be the older sister. <laughs> yeah, she looks very young. <laughs> wife, um, you were looking good. You're very young looking, which is not a requirement for women. <laughs> But you do look good. Um, but yeah, that was so, so that sweet. Was, that was a good that was my introduction. Edition. Yeah, just Aww. a little wholesome content um, before you move on to some other stuff. This makes it very difficult for me to decide <laughs> what to move on to because none of mine are fit to follow that. It's okay. Feel free to go in any direction. Feel I organic. Guess my least offensive, maybe, um, <laughs> is. Is it monolith? I didn't look it up, but I'm going to call it monolith. I'm sorry, guys, if you're out there and you're listening and I'm pronouncing it wrong and you hate it, but it is what it is. But the the structure that was 
discovered in the Utah desert. And so I kind of have like an arching story about it. So just some (laughs) some backstory. (laughs) It says a public safety crew flew over the southeastern area of this Utah desert, which I should definitely see what the Utah desert was called. So I'm sorry, guys. One one brief pause. My gosh, Casey. Our listeners aren't going to want to come back if you do this to them. (laughs) I know, listeners, please just give me one more chance. I always like to say I'm like a pot of green beans, okay? I'm not like boom, boom, boom right off the top. But if you let me simmer for a little bit, you'll you'll learn to love it. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Just like a pot of green beans. Put it any better myself. And listeners, this is not the first time I have compared myself to green beans because it's the only apt comparison I can think of. Okay, so it says it was in northern San Juan County, Utah, which I don't know where that's at. It's in Utah. But anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> so that's enough for me. Utah, I'm like, okay, great. Perfect. I'm glad you're with me. <laughs> so a, a public safety crew was flying over in the helicopter and their whole goal was to count bighorn sheep. So that's why they were out there. Which I think a great is a, start to the story. A much needed detail that they were out there specifically to find sheep. And then a crew member saw something and was like, hey guys, we gotta go back. Like I just saw something weird down there. So the helicopter turns around and they see a 10 foot tall structure or something. So then they decide to land. And what they saw was a huge slender rectangular chrome metal object i don't really know how else to describe it they say it's a monolith but to be yeah. honest i don't, I don't know, know the definition of that <laughs> i'm taking i'm taking the internet's word for it on this one we'll, we'll trust them it's a monolith so if you know what that is great if not it's a big metal structure <laughs> yes and so The story was no one knew how it got there. Everyone was like, oh, aliens. And then I think one of the the, the crew members that first found it, they were like, if one of us disappears, we all got to run, which is hilarious (laughs) to me. Especially another much needed detail. Like, imagine you and I are just trying to count some bighorn sheep. As we do. do, And then we are concerned that we're going to get kidnapped by aliens. (laughs) Like, I know they were joking, but I think that some of them were probably actually serious. Like, you're in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, I digress. They were, they, no one knew how it got there. Some people said it might have been a new wave artist or something, or someone who really loved the 2001 Space Odyssey movie, which means nothing to me because I've never seen that movie. Me neither, but I um full disclosure. I can assume it's got some relation there. So yeah, so look it up if you're interested. I was not. Um, <laughs> so and this yeah. is our podcast. <laughs> a, not a topic I decided to choose, and I was not intrigued enough to. But anyways. you're entitled not to watch 2001: A Space Odyssey. I haven't seen it, and I have no desire to. Um, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> if I can uh, quote D'Angelo Wallace, who does commentary on YouTube, and you should definitely look at him, look at me suggesting things to our non, <laughs> non-viewers, non but he's very funny, and he gets to the point, and he's very articulate in everything he says, and I just love it. 
But he always says, welcome back to me talking about whatever I want. So that's Love a gist. That. <laughs> that, that's us talking about whatever we want. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so they, they, the people who found it wouldn't say where they found, like the location of the object because they didn't want anyone to come see it, which is stupid if it's a public park. But people already found where it was at, and then tourists were climbing on it and stuff. Oh, of course. <laughs> and then, of course, the monolith disappeared. And so, like, what do I expect in America? But um, <laughs> then I found an article that said a tour guide said he kicked it over, him and some other people, kicked it over and took it. And in my opinion, this guy just wanted attention because, and sorry, you've seen the monolith, right? Like, I don't need to share my screen and show you. Um, no, you don't need to share my screen or okay, share your perfect. screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a tour guide, he, he claimed he kicked it over. He took it with some other people. I think he's just trying to get attention. He said that they wanted to remove it because, and this is a quote, there are clear precedents for how we share and standardize the use of our public lands, natural wildlife, and native plants, freshwater resources or sources, and human impacts upon them. The mystery was the infatuation, and we want to use this time to unite people behind the real issues here. We are losing our public lands. Things like this don't help. And so my point is that he's just trying to throw in a bunch of terms to make it seem like his point is valid. <laughs> I don't believe it is. He just wanted to... I, I, I wrote in my notes, he's a buzzkill and wanted to ruin other, other people's fun. because That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, like, his, it, his precedent for taking down a, the monolith, which brought joy to people in a time where there's nothing but terrible news, was natural wildlife... I I don't know this for sure. I can't imagine that they were affected by one structure. It would just be like a huge rock that yeah, they would I, encounter. I doubt the sheep and birds would care. How would it affect the native plants in the desert? Freshwater sources probably were not near there. And human impacts upon them? Okay, I'll give you that. Maybe people come to visit it, but if anything, wouldn't it make it... Like the budget for that area, that public landmark would be get higher if more people are visiting it. Yeah, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty like in my in, logically in my head, the Grand Canyon gets more budget, like a bigger budget to facilitate versus the Daniel Boone National Forest, which is in <laughs> right. Kentucky. If you haven't visited, <laughs> and if you haven't, you're not missing anything because it's. Like, it is beautiful, yes, but you could find it other places. Yeah, it's like the woods. <laughs> exactly, it's just the woods. So I'm not saying that it's any less great, but I'm saying that by attracting people, you're attracting revenue, which helps support the public land you're talking about. Yeah. And so, anyway, so, um, and he's, like he, like I said, I'm quoting him, we want to use this time to unite people behind the real issues here, and things like this don't help, which, in my opinion, they do help. And also, he didn't give any reason for why they didn't help. And no, then, it sounds like this guy just wanted yeah, attention. attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any other thoughts before I keep going? I'm sorry. I feel like I haven't gotten given you time to talk. No, no. I just, like, am confused. Because, yeah, I, like, looked at the story a little bit um, earlier in the week when I saw that it had appeared. I was like, aliens, great. Like, exactly. I'm in. I'm in. I'm wanting it. Aliens, don't contact me, but I'm interested. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then literally I, I had pulled it up this afternoon when I was thinking about things. And then I saw that the latest update was just that four guys claimed that they took it down. And I was like, okay, well that's dumb. And then I didn't even want to read the article. So I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so this is another quote. And I'm sorry, guys, I, I'm always one to do, give quotes because I want to give the full context and I don't want anyone to think that I'm taking things out of context. <laughs> but this guy literally said that the demol- demolition, excuse me, the demolition of the monolith is, quote, tragic. And, quote, if you think we're proud, we're not. We're disappointed. Furthermore, we were too late. Shut up. You what? know, you were just saying that to sound deep, right? He's just trying to sound like he has more, like, insight into Who the... Who is this guy? Exa- I didn't even from? write his name down because I, I didn't <laughs> care. not relevant. And I took notes. <laughs> not give him any more attention than he has already claimed for no good reason. Don't tell me that this whole situation is tragic and we're, we're Let too Let us enjoy late. one fun, interesting thing that's happened. Let us think it's aliens. And it's not like it, I really, unless that there was some network underground that connected to the freshwater resources in the <laughs> desert and it was contaminating it with lead. I don't see how one big metal rectangle in the middle of the desert where no one knew, because I also read that it had been there for a couple of years per Google images. Mm. How, so if it's that. been there for a couple of years, this is just gesture. I didn't divulge. Or, sorry, I didn't dig deeper to see when it was made, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's just so hypocritical to say that it has such a huge impact when you're only learning about it because everyone else is learning about it. Like, get out of my face. And then to say that you're not proud of what you did. Yes, you are, because you wouldn't be contacting the Daily Mail, which, (laughs) no offense, Daily Mail is probably the lowest form of journalism. (laughs) They know it. They know it. (laughs) The lowest form of journalism, and not including us. Um, does, it even, does it even count as journalism? Like, the Daily Mail, no. like, this is not news. No, I was trying to be generous. And, and then this is another quote from this guy. Oh, God. I'm, listeners, quote for quote, I copied it exactly how he said it. The ethical failures of the artist for the 24-inch gouge and sandstone from erecting the monolith is not even close to the damage caused by the internet sensationalism and subsequent reaction from the world. Come on, buddy. Most of the people didn't know where it was because they didn't disclose the location, yet you and your friends tracked it down. Then the the 24-inch gouge, that's what you're mad about? (laughs) That's what you're mad about. Do you know that freaking billion billions of corporations are polluting our earth all over? Like, no one cares, right? I'm sure you shop at Walmart, and you shop at your local grocery store, you buy from Amazon, yet you're worried about the rectangular shape in the desert that created a 24-inch gouge, quote-unquote? Like, like I, I feel like... It is taking, like, it was, like, positive attention before to be, like, oh, like, look, here's, like, something fun. And he was, something like. Something new. Yeah. And he was, like, I just want to divert the attention and put it on myself. Exactly. Like, like we get it, doesn't it sound like, yeah. Like, if you actually cared about, like, making the planet a better place, then you would do that. But he exactly. is not doing that. All he's no. doing is, yeah, pretending that. I feel like the only legitimate reason he would have to do that is if 
it was aliens or some sort of like government conspiracy to have whatever the monolith is there. Like for some reason that is the site of a big government place where they're putting all of the chemicals into the water that are polluting our minds, which I don't they believe aren't. exists, but <laughs> maybe. And like, so if he knew that and knew that like this monolith is the thing that's destroying America, then that would be a legitimate reason. But that is obviously not what happened. <laughs> also, the Daily Mail had, like, pictures of him posing. Okay? They didn't find that. You sent it to them. <laughs> so don't tell me that you're so concerned with the state of the desert. I Sorry. also do know that he, because um, the piece I was reading about this, or I didn't read the piece that I saw about it, um, was also an interview with him in the New York Times. And he also did an interview with NPR. So, like, oh, he's okay. interviewing all over the place and, like, sending pictures of himself here. It's like, that's not... For the public good, if it was for the public good, you would do it and then move on. Like, let them think that it was aliens who took it away. If they think it's aliens who put it there. Like, why call that attention on yourself unless you I, just want attention? Exactly. And I guarantee the conversation went, like, it was me and you were him and his friends. Hey, man, let's take it before anyone else does. So then they'll be like, where to go? And then we'll be like, we took it. But, 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 we'll say it's for... <laughs> Uh, environmental activism because we care about the yeah man that's great that's great they're probably high they're probably on peyote <laughs> or something like get out of my face don't say that you were concerned about the 24 inch gouge in the that's earth probably what it was is they were high in the desert and they're like oh man let's we take this it. apart we got we've got to dismantle the establishment brick by brick and then they sobered up and they're like oh gosh we got to come up with a story for why we did this that is that's exactly what happened exactly um, no other logical explanation. <laughs> it just, it makes me so annoyed because he's trying to act all high and mighty and like the ethical failures. Shut up. Get out of my face. Like, <laughs> I know what ethical means. You're not fooling me. Come on. Like, I might not know what monolith I know what means, ethical means, but I know what ethical means, sir. <laughs> I know what ethical is and it's not you, mister. Yeah, Sir, again, again, I just go back to you can't pose in the desert <laughs> and then act like that that's your ethical reason because you know you just wanted your picture everywhere. But Newsflash didn't even get your name, sir. It was probably sir. like Ryan. Oh, no offense, Ryan. Had to have been Ryan. <laughs> but this is a fact. You could go into any one of your local regular fraternities and there will be at least three Ryans in that fraternity. At and least. they'll all be terrible. <laughs> I have met good Ryans, but not every Ryan I've met is good. So you be I the judge. Most of them are bad, but who am I to say? Who if your name is Ryan, say, I'm sorry I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we are leaving it up to you, listeners. I'm sorry this turned into Ryan hate, but it's really hate. It's really hate to the guy to the guy who did this with his friends because not all Ryans are bad, but this guy is. So. This guy sure is. And that's all. That's that on that. <laughs> oh, that was good. Sorry, I like really went on a rant there, and I think I like, loved it. <laughs> got so impassioned about how bad this guy was, and it was great. <laughs> like I do know a thing or two about environmental health, guy. Uh, have you heard? I have my master's in public health, so. <laughs> have you heard, sir? <laughs> Word on the street is that. Um, Sorry, go on. 
Oh, also, I was just going to add, since you said you just called him Guy, it reminded me of um, part in the article that I forgot to say is that so when um, the police officer and the little girl, whose names I forgot, but when they first brought her home, she immediately started calling the mom mom. But for a while, she just called the dad Guy. (laughs) I love it. Which I I also was like, that's adorable. (laughs) But now she calls him dad. (laughs) Can I uh, also tell you a story? This, um, um, when I, I used to work at a pool, listeners, if this is still in, and I lifeguarded, and there was a kid there. I call him kid because I was, like, older than him. And he was, like, 14 or 15, and his name was Guy. And (laughs) I just remember, like, when I think of him... I think of all the older guys pranking him all the time. Like, they dip his regular clothes in the pool and then put it in the freezer. <laughs> and then there was one Poor time. guy. <laughs> well, there was one time I was in the guard, the guard room where we would all just hang when we were down. And he was like, you didn't hear what they did to me? I was like, no, please divulge. <laughs> and he was like... They posted my phone number on Craigslist under multiple posts. They said, <laughs> they said, please contact if you need free scrap metal. And please contact if you have free tires. And please contact for a blank. And then he said he kept getting calls and texts oh. about the scrap metal and the tires. <laughs> but he didn't know what they were doing. That's tragic. There's always one in any, like, teenage workplace. They got to pick one to just, like be mean to the whole time and then that's the activity of the workplace is to be mean to this one guy (laughs) and it was i'm sorry guy because it wasn't like you were nerdy at all he looked like (laughs) a like picture what you would dream about like ninth grade of high school he's probably aligned with that like a zach (laughs) efron-esque justin bieber-ish hair like he Mm. wasn't it wasn't even like he was nerdy he was just the youngest guy (laughs) and (laughs) And his his name name was guy Guy. yeah It didn't help it. <laughs> no. Guy, if you're listening, which I know you are, I'm a huge supporter. <laughs> I love you, Guy. Guy! <laughs> but I digress. Please. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Went from aliens in the desert to Guy I worked with at the pool named Guy. <laughs> a natural progression. <laughs> As one must do. Um... So this one was another cute story, another animal story, but also brought me back to the iconic Parks and Rec episode um, from the first season where she um, brings penguins to the zoo and they're a couple. They get married Leslie, and they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie doesn't know no that the two penguins explain. are boys. And right, obviously, Casey, oh. I knew that you would be on page. I'm explaining sorry, for our listeners. listeners. Who um, may not be as familiar, or you should be. I'm just chatting with an old friend, but I will stop talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, Caroline. I am taking your voice away. Continue. No, you're filling in the gaps. I appreciate it. It's exactly right. Because, yeah, Leslie gives them a penguin wedding and then finds out they're gay. Which, this was to give the show, um, it was like, you know, a whole thing. Everybody got mad at her. But to give them credit, this is a previous time. Gay marriage was not yet legal. Um, and so when Leslie did that maybe, on the which show, sounds like it shouldn't be that far ago, but it, it was like that nine ago, years but ago. Yeah, I guess it was. Um, I really forget that gay marriage was illegal until like two years ago, <laughs> which not to digress, but it, and I know I'm saying digress a lot this podcast. <laughs> it should have, it's like, we all think back and we're like, oh, it was illegal in 2010. 
why? Like it was a different why? time. Was it? <laughs> was it a different time? I feel like we're living in the exact same time. It was not a, a different older. time at all. And so that's why no. it like really confuses me. Um, and so whenever I watch that episode, I'm like, wait, what is going on? Like gay marriage <laughs> is a normal thing, but it yeah. definitely was not in no. the um, Parks and Rec world. But I digress. Um, so that was the Parks and Rec episode. She married the penguins. They were gay. People got mad. But the penguins... At the end of the episode, spoiler alert, she took the penguins to um, a zoo in a different state where gay marriage was legal. So they stayed together and happy. And And that's when Ben fell in love, if I can interject. (laughs) Um, Iconic. So I like to think that um, this story is about those penguins um, because there are two penguins in Australia who are gay um their names are magic and spin which are amazing names um and they have been famous and so they're at the zoo in sydney and um they have got really famous because they they're gay and people were like (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) fair (laughs) um and so that was um like when it first you know came out when when the penguins first came out as gay um it was like right around the time in australia that they were debating same-sex sex marriage and like trying to decide if that like you know in the courts trying to decide if that thing was like gonna be passed or not um so everybody got like very excited about these gay penguins so they're like look like gay rights advocators they are on our side which i agree i think that's amazing um And then they got even more famous because um, after they had been together for a while, um, the zookeepers took, there was an egg that um, some straight penguins had abandoned. And so they took the egg and they gave it to the gay couple and the gay couple hatched a baby penguin. (gasps) And that was like two years ago. And then um, it came up again in the news this week because they just hatched their second baby. Aww. So congratulations to Magic and Spin, the Sydney Zoo's gay penguins who have now hatched two eggs. My <laughs> only issue is, is Sven named after the Frozen character? Because if so, there's so many other better characters <laughs> to name someone after. I kind of doubt it. Okay, so his name is, I might be pronouncing it wrong. So I'm sorry if I am. His name is S-P-H-E-N. Okay, I'm sorry. Spin. That was a total American Americanized take on a different country. <laughs> and I'm like, how dare they copy Frozen? When I mean, obviously not they, they were not caring about Frozen. So that's on um, me. That's on me. <laughs> so it may not even be pronounced Sven, but I don't know how else to say that. So No. Um, You're good. Yeah. So That's so cute, though. Um, yeah, that a little was, good in the world. Look, you're um, bringing the good. I'm bringing the what the heck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was another um, of the the wholesome stories that I saw, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's cute. And I wanted to add, um, yeah. So again, I love not that. a really long story, but just like a cute little like, oh, I like that. That is so cute. <laughs> but also, yeah, Caroline does have a master, so do not come for her in, in terms of. <laughs> Psychology? We are two women with master's degrees. Ooh. You can't argue against anything we say. We're yeah, smart. John Blank. <laughs> I'm just kidding, John. Thank you so much for all you do. 
Um, listeners, it's it's a funny dynamic because um, it's been an ongoing joke between Casey and I to be really hard mean. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, means the better word. <laughs> we love to be mean to him. We love to tease him. Um, Our favorite. Can I say my favorite gag was we for a week. <laughs> Every time he'd enter the room, we'd be like, do you feel that presence? Is there a ghost here? If he said anything, did you just hear something? <laughs> Hello? And it was, he hated it. And it was so funny to us every single time. He would just roll his eyes yes. and walk away and we would be cracking up. <laughs> also, we were not in high school. We were in college. We were, we were home. We were at my house for spring break because um, Our sophomore we were cool college students who didn't have anything else to do on That's spring really break all you need hang to hang out with my us. family. <laughs> Hey, it was a fun time. Thank you, Caroline's family, for having me. Um, listeners, don't you dare mock us because we knew what we wanted and we wanted to have a great time mocking John Blank. And we did. So that has been um, the dynamic up to this point of us and John Blank is being mean to him. But now he's our producer. He wrote our song. He's editing our episodes. I feel like he is, like, he's, if, if you could cut... Okay, listeners, you can't see the video, but if you cut back from the video, he's, like, bicycling to power our, <laughs> our podcast. Yes, exactly. Like, he's doing all the heavy he's lifting, in and the we're like, we're going to get on a drink and chat, and then you do the work. Yeah, and John, I do not mean that in a mean way. I mean that you were the one... You were the one uh, fueling this whole endeavor. We could not do it without you. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. So uh, that was just some background information for our listeners. So now they can know whenever we're mean to John and then we take it back. That's what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> I love that you were divul- we're divulging a little by little of our backstory. <laughs> it's up to you to find out who we are. I'm just You'll kidding. become Do more not- and more invested in us until you're obsessed with us and want to buy all our merch. <laughs> yes, buy our merch, which we'll have in a year from now. <laughs> as soon as we get Maybe. a lot of as soon as we hit 100 followers i will produce a (laughs) t-shirt so rate us give us five stars share please give us five stars recommend us we will not be anything without you and i cannot make like i can only do so many fake profiles at one time okay guys I I lay in bed at night and dream of the days when all i do is podcast for a living (laughs) same um so that was a little bit of a divulgence okay how did we go from monolith aliens to john spring break five years ago (laughs) again another very natural progression um yeah we went to monoliths to gay penguins to john as a ghost spring break sophomore year um um this next article is not very pressing at all but it was trending on Twitter, and it was, which theme song is best? Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, Victorious, and iCarly. And people were ranking them with the better than, less than sign. So what are okay. your thoughts before I go into it? <laughs> He's better. Um, okay, great question. Honestly, I think I would probably have to go back and listen to them, because I do. I love all those shows, but I can't... The only one I can sing in my head right now is iCarly, which I'm oh. embarrassed to say, but... I feel like that has to be your number one, then, if that's the only one you can I remember, guess, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess that has to be my number one, because that's the only one that I guess has stuck in my brain well enough to be able to sing it today. The other ones I would recognize, but I can't sing them currently. So that's how I judged it, because I remember Zoe 101, 
iCarly and some of Drake and Josh. I do not remember Victorious's theme song at all. So I, I never put really Zoe watched on- Victorious, so. I watched it, but, like, it was too quirky. Like, they were trying too hard to be quirky. It's one thing if you are just an oddball and you're cool. Don't make me watch a hot person act like they're so zany and out there and no that. one relates to them. <laughs> That's a pet You're hot. I know you got friends. Get out of my face. And because the hot people being zany is always like, uh-huh, I'm so crazy. I'm going to jump up and down on my bed. It's like, I'm going to jump way. in the pool with all my clothes on. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, really? You're so wacky and crazy? Okay. But yeah. I said, based on this, Zoe One on One was best, iCarly, Drake and Josh, then Victorious. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. There are people who, I mean, you can imagine the whole Twitter thread was random of assortments of that listing. Was um, there any general consensus or anybody who was like, like, was there a group of people who were like, this is absolutely the best one? No, like, I mean, maybe there is, but when I was digging through there, it just seemed each time it was random and it wasn't even like everyone thought Drake and Josh was in the top two. It would be like one person said that Zoe one on one and I Carly had bangers. And then other people were like, <laughs> if you're saying Drake and Josh is not the best, then you're lying. <laughs> but, um, someone else said on Twitter, Justine Salisbury said that no matter which song you like, Drake Bell helped write and compose the songs for all of them. Which is hilarious because I think this is the third podcast in a row we've mentioned Drake, <laughs> Drake Bell. It is the third podcast in a row of our three podcasts that we've made <laughs> where we've been talking about Drake Bell, a.k.a. Drake Campana. Campana. So how – no, you might have been right. I don't know. but uh, I still haven't looked it up even though we've been talking about it for three weeks now. <laughs> I still haven't looked up how to pronounce Drake Campana or if it's Campana or Campania. I really don't know. Campana. I, in my head, I'm saying Drake Campania, Campanias, since it, well, I don't know, because Drake Bell, singular. It doesn't matter, listeners, does it? Like, you know who we're talking about. But it is weird that I wouldn't, when we discussed starting a podcast, Drake Bell was not top of mind. It didn't even cross my mind, and yet here we are making a podcast about Drake Bell. Three, thrice. (laughs) Three podcasts. (laughs) Slash, I kind of think it's going to come up again, because anytime now there's going to be an update on the Drake Campania situation, I'm going to want to talk about it. We have to. It's now our, like core part of our uh community right this is all you Drake Bellers out there (laughs) just kidding let us know your thoughts in the comments (laughs) or the comments on podcasts (laughs) the only other like tidbit I have to mention for this is that someone else said that Jerry Trainer, aka Crazy Steve from Drake and Josh aka Spencer from iCarly he carried the show in iCarly, and I cannot agree more. Because I was mm. just recently re-watching it with my niece, Marley, who's a literal uh, baby, so she doesn't have any say on what we watch. Only shout-out because I love her. There's no other reason Aww, I have to shout that thank out. Thank you. She's going to listen to this in, like, 20 years and be like, what are you all on? <laughs> but no, so, yeah, someone said that he carried the show, and he really does. He's so funny. You should, everyone, go rewatch Drake and Josh. Or, I'm sorry, iCarly. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I should rewatch Drake and Josh. And yeah, I, I agree about iCarly. I definitely, like, enjoyed that show, but um, I found all of the main characters annoying. really annoying. Yeah. Yes. Except for Gibby. What's-his-face. 
Gibby was my favorite, everyone. Oh, Gibby I was not going to say Gibby, but I do agree. I love Gibby. <laughs> and Gibby has a little brother named Guppy. I can't get that was not even a research thing. I just know that. Stop your brain. I did not know that. And that is a great fact to be bringing to my mind. I just need to remind myself every day oh, yeah, Gibby has a little brother, Guppy, and then my life will be better. I have a little sister named Cassie. I'm just kidding. That's not a true fact. <laughs> yeah, Casey's got a little sister, Cassie. Caroline's got a little sister, Carolyn. We, we all have a little um, yeah. Gibby Guppy name. Yeah, um, but really. I guess that wasn't Just really a, a story to talk about, but I didn't want to, like, hog the talking, but <laughs> your next point, please. Um, that, that was great. Okay, so this one I wanted to talk to you about because I know that you like YouTubers, and you yes. keep recommending them. <laughs> I keep not watching them. <laughs> it's a very uh, vicious cycle, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Cycle, and I'm sorry. I I just I know that I need to. I just can't. It's okay. I'm, I can't force to. you to like them. Which but I'll try. eventually I think I will. <laughs> Most I've just been watching a lot of TV, but now I'm getting really bored of just watching a lot of TV. So I've been watching more YouTube. So now mm-hmm. maybe I'll start getting to YouTubers. Um, but I haven't yet. So I didn't know who this person was. Um, I wrote down Gabe Martino, but it was a girl. So maybe it was supposed to be Gabby D Martino. Do you know who that is? I do not. Okay. I didn't either. Um, I just found the story on Snapchat, but <laughs> I don't remember what her name is. I'm assuming it was Gabby because I wrote on Gabe. So I'm going to call her Gabby DiMartino. Um, so she was a YouTuber, or she is a YouTuber. Um, and, like, that is her, like, her income. Like, that's what she does is, like, she is a YouTuber. She's an influencer. Um And so a few months ago, she came under some heat because she posted a TikTok um, called the BFF Income Challenge. Okay, is it with a 13-year-old? Because then I do absolutely know who this is. Um, I'm not sure. I, truth be told, I did not watch the TikTok video. I just read about it. Um, Oh, yeah, so it's G-A-B-I, Gabby DiMartino. Um, she is 25, so that is older than I thought, not 14. Um, okay, not the person I was thinking of. Yeah, so that's who that is. Um, but so she had, she did a TikTok with the BFF (gasps) income challenge. I did see this, yes, but go on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, please feel free to to add any details, because I don't know a ton about that part, um, except that, you know, I assuming from the title it was a challenge with her best friend I guess where they were comparing um like their spending habits and I guess essentially their income and so basically the video was just her flaunting how wealthy she is as an influencer and like rubbing it in the face of or rubbing in the face of her followers how much more money she makes than her best friend um so people were mad about that and so she um like deactivated her TikTok account. I don't know if she did it permanently or just like for a while, but um, she took down her TikTok account because of the BFF income challenge. So that was the first scandal. But then what happened this week um, was... This is the one I saw, yeah. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So, um, Casey, do you know what OnlyFans is? Unfortunately, I do. Yes, I am not a. I am not a consumer of OnlyFans listeners. If you say. <laughs> um, so, if anybody doesn't know, 
Um, it is a site where people post content that you have to pay for. Um, so in theory, you could post any kind of content and get your followers to pay you for it. Like, I know that there are accounts that like post pretty nature sites and like people pay for that, but mostly it's porn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not pretty neat. I did see on a side note, I did see that a rapper, I forget who it was. He is posting, if you pay on OnlyFans, gory pictures of his bullet wound in his leg. <laughs> I know. So I was like, eh. but I'm not going to talk about it, but go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like in theory, like you can put anything on OnlyFans and I'm sure people like do put stuff like that on where it's like, that's weird, but like. Interesting, I guess. I don't know. Pay three dollars to see a bullet. (laughs) Yeah, like if you're into like some gory wounds, like great. Um, But most of the time, it's people. It's either like actual porn or it's people who want to get paid to post like naked pictures of themselves or like risky, risque pictures of themselves or whatever. So, Gabby DiMartino has an OnlyFans where she posted risque photos of herself, Um, and so (laughs) the scandal. Although Casey, I know you. I've read about this now, but no, I'm intrigued for the um, details. So, so, um, she posted a video that, um, her OnlyFans subscribers had to pay $3 for. Um, so each, you know, person paid $3. It adds up to a lot of money, whatever. Um, but so once they paid the $3, the video that they got and like had access to now was her as a toddler, um, lifting up her skirt and not wearing a diaper or underwear or anything. Um, which I just have a lot of questions. And so did other people (laughs) for good reasons. I don't know what was going through her head when she was like, Oh, this is a good idea. And her caption was, um, Shoot, I didn't write her caption down. Um, it was something but, sexual, though. It, yeah, know. it was something like, you can't make me wear panties, or I don't like wearing panties, or something like that. Like, something, like, definitely sexual, um, which is disgusting and creepy, and people rightfully have called it child pornography and have right. accused her of distributing it, and for these people who paid for it not knowing what it was, they now have, like, unwillingly participated in purchasing child pornography. Right. Um, so that is the scandal. She is under fire for it right now. Um, somebody has like reported her, but no official charges have been pressed. She did like a very tearful apology video, of course, but it was like, like she didn't say anything. She was like, I'm so sorry. I made a lapse of judgment. That's all. Like, it's like maybe think twice before you post a naked video of your toddler self. I don't know. I just like, I don't think anything inherently... So, I don't think if my mom was showing you, a, like, a photo album of baby pictures, I don't think that that in itself right. would be terrible. Right. But to be on a site where I am charging people for risque yeah. photos of myself, and then to not have any warning, and they can, they think they're, they're paying for this continual normal yeah. content, and then to get... And it's just gross. Like, yeah, like it's one thing to like have that video of yourself. Like, that's probably like kind of funny for your family. Like, right. it is kind of funny that a toddler like does something like that, but it turns it into like it takes like a cute, like little toddler like doing something funny and like twists it into something totally different when you post it and make people pay for it along with content of you 
like doing sexual stuff and looking sexual and you include it with a comment that sounds sexual. Like she knew what the people were looking for when they were right. buying this video. And this is what she decided to give him. And it's so, not even just her profile. Like the majority of people on OnlyFans, I would say are selling sexual content. Right. So then to think, Oh, this is the right platform for me to sell my naked toddler self is just, I don't understand how you jump to that conclusion to then post it. Like, yeah, like I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like she, like, it's obvious that this was posted like in a sexual way. And like, she is a child. So like, maybe she just like didn't connect the dots, but like she has That's a child. That's giving like, too much leeway, yeah, I think. That I think it is. <laughs> like, I want to give her some credit, but like, I don't know how. Cause I really, like, I have no clue what you could be thinking to think that was a good idea. Like, I feel like she thought I'm successful on this. Nothing I do is going to actually impact me in any significant way. This will be funny. People will be, like, shocked. But then they'll keep coming back because they'll be like, oh, like, that was funny. That was weird. But it's not funny. Like I said, it's it's one thing, like, I don't know. Again, it's one thing if if, if we, as me and you, even our families are sitting and flipping through a photo album... And then you see like a a baby butt. You're like, like everybody's eh, got a naked baby picture in the back. Like, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's you funny. Can it's a baby in the back. It. It's different than like paying for it, it as porn. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying for my naked baby pictures. You know, that's the difference. And it's also I'm not different for your naked baby. <laughs> I'm not oh, for anybody's naked baby pictures. No, but it's so maybe Marley's. She's cute Aww. and still a baby, so it's okay. It's just so gross because. It's not even like it's on I, – I don't think YouTube would be better in any way, but there is a lot of baby and child content there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it would even be different if she, like, posted it on her Instagram and was like – Or she had a mommy funny. blog and posted yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that – people still might have gotten mad at it, but that I would have understood. Like, right. she's just posting a video of herself. Fine. But, like, it's a totally different context when you bring it into OnlyFans where she's already posting – sexual content and like when you say OnlyFans, everyone knows what that means everyone knows what that means. so like don't get in my face and act like you didn't understand the perception of, like yeah you did okay yeah but i think that's the issue is like everybody else understood the perception of it and so like they thought they knew what they were paying for and like they were into it which like you know that's fine for them like they thought they were paying for like sexual content from this 25 year old but then i can see that for them that would then be very jarring like i would yeah. be really upset that I mean, I've never paid for it, stuff on OnlyFans, but I would be really mad if I paid, if I like went on OnlyFans listeners? and I was like, oh, this guy is hot. I'm going to pay for a picture. And then it was a baby picture. I'd be like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's <just laughs> so okay. uncomfortable to discuss. It's so uncomfortable. Like, imagine you were the 30-year-old guy, because I'm sure that's their demographic, who's buying this. And then they're like, ho, ho, ah, yeah. hands up. I didn't do this. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Hopefully they all responded that way. Um, I'm no sure time, the majority but, of them did. And I'm yeah. giving a lot of faith to them because at least they were paying for an adult. Yes, They exactly. weren't paying for a person yeah. who posted child stuff. So I really do feel like this is all on her. Like, no one, she has no one else to consult before she posts any content. Like, 
and her i mean it's like the typical apology video of like all these like youtube like influencers like not just youtube but like whatever kind of influencers yeah they all have the same like apology response yeah where they're like i didn't realize what i was doing at the time and i regret my actions and i apologize to anyone who i've hurt and then they tear up at the end and call it a day it's like i don't believe any of that no okay this is a completely different story but noah cyrus did you see her where she had posted something to some conservative person who's black and they and Mm. she said something about nappy hair Mm. and then the conservative person who's black said so are we just going to ignore the fact that she's using like slurs against me and noah cyrus is like i'm so sorry i never meant to do this i didn't understand the context maybe like this was a rule in my house if me or my sister said or said a word it didn't matter what the word is my mom would be like oh what does that mean and mm-hmm. if we didn't know, we would get not like in serious trouble. But she's like, you can't say stuff you don't know what the the meaning is. And so I just That's don't understand. Good policy for child raising. I feel like so many people never learned that. Yes. And everybody's out here talking about stuff they don't know anything about. And that, uh, and I just feel like that's the basic. Like, I guess me and you, we said, is it Jake Campana's? But we still know that the meaning is bell. I looked yeah. it up. I made sure I knew what it meant. Like, I wasn't just saying some random crap. Yeah. But I just don't understand how you can, like, all of the TikTokers who have gotten caught saying the N-word. I didn't understand the racial implications. So many of them. You You didn't understand. Everybody knows the racial implications of the N-word. Like, everybody knows that. You you. can't claim ignorance there. No. That's not an excuse. I feel like you cannot claim ignorance in this situation. You know you're a child. You know that you're little. You know that people are paying for sexual content from you. Like, you cannot say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You're just sorry that you got caught and that people called you out on it. Like, I don't want to hear any more from you besides i won't do this again yeah like i agree so that was my um gabby Martino update and then i had um a little a little thing to tack on to the end of the end of that um as a little because that was a bad story that i was mad about and then this part i thought was funny is that um it was i think in the same like when i was perusing on snapchat in one of those not official probably from the daily mail one of those news sources, um, it was talking about Gabby DiMartino, and then it also talked about how um, people are claiming that Jack Black should take over all of the roles that Chris Pratt does. <laughs> I like Chris Pratt. Like, I, I love him in Parks and Rec, obviously. I do, yes. Andy is a hilarious character, and I think one of my favorite lines of the whole series is when... Um, I feel like, can I say, can I guess what it is? Just yeah. to see how much I know you? <laughs> yeah. Is it when, look, listeners, I'm going to sound like an idiot, like I don't know Caroline. Is it when he's on the computer and he's like, Leslie, I typed in your symptoms and it says you have network connectivity problems. Yes, it is Woo! such a funny line. <laughs> and Chris Pratt ad-libbed that. He just brought that out of nowhere. And I think it's hilarious. So I don't really know anything about Chris Pratt in his personal life, but I do know I love that line. And he came up with it out of his own head. So for that reason, I like him. Also, um, listeners, um, out of all the content that he has said, I picked the exact quote that Caroline was thinking. So, <laughs> just that's our friendship. <laughs> so, if you were doubting it, then don't. Yeah, how dare you, John Blank? I know you're out there, <laughs> out there judging us. 
<laughs> I know, John, you're the only listener I know we have. So that's why, that's why you're being referred to. <laughs> he only listens because he has to be editing. <laughs> exactly. You got to catch you, him where it counts. <laughs> we appreciate you, our first fan, whether or not you want to be. Whether or not um, you are a fan. Whether or not you <laughs> are. You're still listening. You still are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. No, it was basically just that, um, that, yeah, Jack Black. So he, I haven't seen like all the stuff he's been posting, but I saw on TikTok, um, a week ago or a couple weeks ago, he did post a video of him doing the, um, the WAP dance, the, <laughs> that song. Yes. Um, Can so- you tell the listeners what that stands for? <laughs> Actually, we already talked about it last episode when we were talking about the um, that boy from Zoe 101. Oh, yes. I try to forget about that whole thing. That whole yeah, I do ordeal. Um, but anyway, Jack Black did that dance, which um, I'm sure you guys have seen the dance. If not... Everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. Great. So Jack <laughs> Black did um, a TikTok of the dance. And so it was, of course, funny and people appreciated it. Um, and now people really love Jack Black, which on the one hand, I'm like, where is this coming from? And on the other hand, I'm like, I love Jack Black too. So on the one hand, y'all should have been supporters from 2003 when he did the masterpiece school is rock. But on the other hand, I'm glad he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. I, yeah. So I, I liked that. And I like, I thought it was funny that they were saying Jack Black should take over all of Chris Pratt's parts. I don't really know why, but I did think it was funny. And I thought you'd appreciate that because I know you love School of Rock. I do. (laughs) Listeners, I love School of Rock. It's one of my top three movies. It's a great movie. And we saw it on Broadway. And And we saw it on And the Jack Black character during the final scene where they're performing for the crowd we, the audience, was the crowd, and Jack Black's character threw his pick, and it hit Caroline right in the face. That is a true story, <laughs> and I have the pick to prove it. <laughs> it honestly makes me love School of Rock even more. Like, me I couldn't, too. I couldn't love it more, and, and then it took it over the top. I had known that it was one of your favorite movies, and I had always really liked it, too, but it wasn't, like, quite on that level for me. Right. But then when you came to New York, and we went and saw the play, I was like, oh, no, this is my favorite. <laughs> And then, I don't know if I told you this, but um, sometime over the lockdown when I was home with my family, I made mm-hmm. them all watch School of Rock, and they were like, why do you want us to watch this? Like, this movie is old, it's for kids. I was like, no, it's great. And then we watched it, and they were like, that was amazing! <laughs> I said, I know! <laughs> I'm so glad that you've changed your mind, because it's a masterpiece, and I will stand by that. My worst That is it for us. If you're a fan of us, we're a fan of you. Couldn't have done it without you. Catch you next week. Thank you, listeners. <laughs>